0: Welcome to another episode of the NFT Talk Show podcast. I am Tony Payne. This episode is a very special episode. I have been trying to get my guest on the show for quite some time. (laughs) But I was like, you know, what? we got to make sure it's perfect. So let's make it a day that we both have maximum time to talk to my listeners. Um, And today is the day. With me on today's show, I have one of the best <laughs> um, crypto women YouTubers. I, I'm giving you hints here, okay? Um, she provides transparent marketing and media solution for crypto companies. She started her journey in 2017. We're going to find out what her favorite blockchain is and what her favorite crypto token is. We're going to find that out. So I'm not going to tell you. Um, with me on today's show is Crypto Wendy. Oh, hi, Wendy. <laughs> Tony,
1: thank you for the sweet introduction and. That was just too nice, and thank oh, you for oh, having me. Oh, so- come on.
0: It's, it's, it's not my pleasure, my pleasure. <laughs> I'm so
1: excited to talk with you, and, like, it's. I know we've been trying to do something for a while, but it's, like, our, both our schedules are hectic. Like, we've got family, we've got personal, we've got, you know, work, we've got absolutely. all kinds of stuff.
0: <laughs> I was, like, you know what? When I started um, compiling, like, okay, Women's History Month, I was, like, there is absolutely no way the Women's History Month is going to go by, and I don't have you. So everything uh-huh. obviously worked out perfectly, right? Cause I was like, no, no, no. If Women's History Month, if I have to go to her, I'll go to her, but she has to come on. <laughs> because no, we, well,
1: if you would have came over, we would have not filmed. Well, actually, we could have filmed it. We could have recorded it and had wine. We would have said, right? Wine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was like, how does Women's History Month go by on the NFT talk show where we talk about NFTs, crypto, and the blockchain and not have crypto Wendy? Oh, that how so yes I am absolutely glad you are here today so um yeah let's let's dive into it um for my um listeners who might not know I don't know who they are (laughs) might not know who you are could you just give us a brief intro
1: yeah, so I go by Windio on the internet, or Windio, and I got into crypto end of 2017. Um, I initially heard about it back in 2011, but back then, I don't think a whole lot of people were messing with Bitcoin, because it was like, back then, I don't even know, was there a MySpace, or was there Facebook back then? Or
0: 2011 would be Facebook.
1: Okay, yeah, because I think MySpace just ended, people were kind of getting on Facebook, and the internet wasn't built out the way it is today, like... It just, it wasn't. Um, I was selling stuff on eBay back then, though, but I still was like, <laughs> it was very much like, it was like very much bulletin boardist. But yeah, so I didn't get into Bitcoin back then because I didn't know what it was. And I, you know, I was kind of like a hot mess and stuff. But back, and then, and then I heard about it again in 2017, our Libertarian Radio. I was getting ready to quit my job to finish school full-time because I was in community college. Yeah. I just had my daughter and... I just, I don't know. I well, I was very entrepreneurial at the time. I was like, you know, I, I was seeing like, that's when GoPro stock was pumping and people made a bunch of money on that. I was like, I can make money doing this stuff too. I want to be a stay at home mom. Uh, yeah. I wanted to work from home, but be like, cause you know, it's, it's nice when you have, like when you have, when you're responsible for a child or children to be able to be close to them. Cause I was working a three hour commute round trip four Oof. or five days a week. And I never saw my daughter. I was still nursing her. Um, I nursed her for a year, exclusively breastfed her for an entire year. And I just remember like just being miserable. Like I yeah. would wake up at four or five in the morning, have to drop her off at my mom's. I barely got to see her. By the time I would get home at eight or nine o'clock, she would be sleeping. And it was just a mess. So I wanted to start a business or go I don't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I was going back to school for business and then I kept hearing about crypto on Bitcoin and crypto on Libertarian Radio. I've heard about Crypto Kitties, but back then in 2017, nobody was really messing with NFTs like they are today. They well, really yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there was just like I don't even know if we had met, did we have I don't know if we had MetaMask either back then. I feel like we did, but not a lot of people were using it. Um, and and MetaMask really kind of helped usher in the NFT stuff. And I'm sure you can talk about that too, but. But then, yeah, I got into. I bought, you know, my first portion of a Bitcoin. Like, you don't have to buy an entire Ethereum or entire Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. But it was Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. And then I so bought. So Bitcoin it in was seven- your
0: first um cryptocurrency bought.
1: Yeah, so it was Bitcoin and then Ethereum and Litecoin. Oh um, wow! Because okay. back then, yeah, back then on Coinbase, like now we have all these cryptos there, but back then that's that those were the three. And if you wanted to get yeah. into altcoins, you had to go. You had to buy crypto on like Coinbase and then you had to transfer it to one of the exchanges. And back then there was only like maybe 10 exchanges. I yeah, like. not as much as we have now. Yeah. And then so I, it took me a little bit of time, but I started teaching myself how to trade. And then I saw like one of my family, uh, family friends, he's like, hey, you should go on crypto Twitter. I was like, I hate social media. This stuff sucks, <laughs> but. I got on anyways and I was kind of reluctant. It was like a dude fest and I was like, okay, cool. Like I hung out with musicians my entire life with like, you know, boys and stuff. I was like, yeah, tomboy. I was like, this is fine, whatever. And then I saw these cartoon characters making money. I was like, oh, I can make money. So then I taught myself how to trade and then I started posting my content online and then started hosting meetups because there was a need for those and then started doing the YouTube channel. And then things just grew because I was one of the few women in the industry. And it was like perfect timing. So I'm very blessed to be here and it's been a fun journey, but I'm not done yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're just getting started. Um, and we're, we're here, um, with you and for you on this journey. And uh, again, you said it's, uh, you know, being, um, exposed to crypto. And I, I will agree with you that it is a dude fest. How was it navigating that space? Cause you're a well respected, um, but I do see that like, sometimes you do get some slack here and there, which is expected of anything that has to do with the internet anyways. Mm-hmm. But, um, you are well respected in the, um, crypto community. How was it and how has it been navigating through the dude fest to kind of put your stamp down? Like, look, bruh. <laughs> no, I had an <laughs> I I and I'm fighting. relevant and I'm just as smart as you are. I fought. I literally fought for
1: my life because they would attack me like crazy. Like she doesn't know what she's doing. She's a liar. She's this, she's that. I'm like, yeah, I told you guys, I just taught myself how to trade and I'm just posting my charts. If you want to follow my charts, great. If you don't want to, that's fine. Like I don't care just because you, you know, you were brought up in a household that taught that what came from traditional finance or your parents forced you to learn about mathematics and STEM and tech. Good for you. I wasn't lucky enough to be brought up in a household like that. I was brought up in a legit single female mother household. Like my dad died when I was 11. I didn't have any male influence. I didn't have anyone saying, you need to go to school. You need to do this. You need to do that. This would be a good idea. Like my mom was like, you know, get up, go to school, get, you have to get good grades. But it was, there was no direction. There's no direction because my mom had trauma too from the death of my dad and like everything that happened to her in her life. Mm -hmm. So I was very honest and transparent about myself, but I used to fight with these people because that's the way I am in real life. Like what you see (laughs) on the internet with me, (laughs) I keep the same energy. Like if you have something to say to me, say, say it, please. Let's have, let's have a conversation. But I just would argue in five people. And there's still people that say stuff to me. And it's like, you know, whatever. You can say things all you want. That's fine. But, you know, I'm very strict on what I do, um, the the ethics I have, the morals I have. And if you don't like what I do, that's your business. And it's always the people that are liter- like legit scammers that have something very bad to say about me. And that's okay. That's their business. Um, I'm not here to tell anybody what to do because I'm trying to operate in a true decentralized economy. But um, I fought really, 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 really hard. Like there was not a whole lot of women there. Yeah. And and on the, on the, like on crypto Twitter. And I just fought. And, and also too, like I've got a six year old daughter. Like when you have kids, regardless of a boy or a girl, you still feel the need as a parent to make it, to, to give them the best quality of life as possible. Definitely. And I was like, and I know you could, you probably could relate to that as a I can, I can, totally can relate. And the way you parent like boys and girls is different, but like with my daughter, I just wanted her to know that just because she was a girl, she could still do, you know, she's different than boys and to respect boys, but to have boundaries and that, you know, to be brave and like, I have two stepsons that are boys. And I, when I, you know, I came into their life when they were seven and 12, I think I taught them the same thing. It's like, be respectful to girls, but have boundaries and, you know, find your skills and hone in on it and never give up. And I do the same with my daughter.
0: Exactly. And most of those people are just keyboard warriors anyways. They don't really have substance in the thing. Nothing major oh, to yeah. contribute. And you know, again like I said the internet is the internet. <laughs> and yeah. you're going to find you're going to find all Now we're, and now all we're going kinds over to of... web3. <laughs> I know. Oh god, web3. Oof.
1: <laughs> Tony, I've got a question for you. Does web3 exist to you because to me it's still in beta. It's not even like usable yet really.
0: It's in time. our heads to be honest. Um <laughs> I think web three is an idea. It's a Mm -hmm. lifestyle. Um, if we're, if we're really being honest, it's a lifestyle. It's just saying I'm in web three, web three people. Um, technically we're still operating in, I mean, look at, okay. What is the number one app that web three people use? YouTube, right? Twitter. Like but well, at least the nft people sorry the web3 okay. nft people yeah so
1: then twitter yes 100% they're not Even using YouTube. decentralized platforms
0: and what yeah. is youtube and twitter
1: they're decentralized or they're excuse me they're centralized, centralized social media Web
0: 2. Web so it's web2 so if they're really serious and they want to say oh we you know web3 we're decentralized none of them will be on twitter and none of them will be on youtube that will not be their main Thing, right we would have other platforms especially with nft twitter so i feel like again um i'm of the opinion that we can say we're in web 3 but we really cannot negate web 2 because these tools are still useful these tools are still important i use you know i use tiktok i use youtube they're still important and then if we're saying we want to unboard who are we onboarding? We're onboarding people from Web two. <laughs> you know? exactly. So in order to reach people from Web two, you have to showcase or, you know, be available or be seen on Web two applications. So again, I think it's um, I mean, I have varying varying <laughs> opinions about decentralization especially because there's so much bad behavior um, mm-hmm. within the space. Yep. Yes. You know, I and I feel that, like, yes. you know how it is when you give people like, okay, you know, do whatever you want. You're going to have people that abuse that do whatever you want um, and then ruin it for everybody else. So I, you know, I feel like, yes, decentralization is good, but look at, you know, some of the um, cases um, scams going scot-free, just all kinds of, like, unruly <laughs> unruly nonsense um going on. Well, in- it's
1: not only that. Like, the thing that it, like, this is the thing. Like, I know there's people that, like, I don't really like to talk about social issues too much on the internet just because it yeah. gets into, like, this crazy, like, people just start arguing and bringing oh, all these yeah. things up. <laughs> and I'm just like, like, and I get I, But I get it, though, because I've watched certain things happen. I've seen things. I've, you know, I've experienced things. I have very good friends who have experienced things. So my yeah. whole thing is, is, like, be be of service to somebody that you care about that's experiencing whatever it is they're going through and just try to be, you know, just be there for them if they need anything, reach out. But my whole thing is, too, is, like, if we're trying... Because crypto and Bitcoin is decentralized. Like, we're supposed to operate in this true decentralized economy, so then it gets a little bit sticky. It's like, okay, well you know, we're operating in this just dis- true decentralized economy. I don't mm-hmm. get to tell Tony what to do. And Tony doesn't get to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, but it's like, you know, everybody's got an opinion, but then too, they're like, when I talk about bad actors, there's like one, there's like one particular group of people that I don't mess with. Like, and those are people that harm, innocence like you know animals kids you know, oh women, god yeah like that that stuff and then that there's that argument too that like they get to and there's a group of people that would probably like side with them and be like yes they get they they deserve to operate in decentralized comment like, no, no, that's no, 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 no. madness <laughs> exactly well but you but it's true though there's people out there that think it's okay so i even though i try to like stay out of that stuff i could yeah. not i couldn't i could not I couldn't see that and operate in a true decentralized economy. So I'm a human exactly. and that's a flaw. Like that's a flaw. But at the same time, there's people that are just, they're blatant, horrible people that say just terrible things for no reason. And it's like, just, like, do we hold them accountable? Like, how do we deal with that? But it's like, but then it becomes complicated because it's like, what's okay to say and what isn't okay to isn't say. Isn't okay and
0: then to who say. Gets, so yeah, because, so because of human <laughs> nature, um, again, I feel like it, it's a double... Um, edge sword right because of human nature I still feel like there should be if there was a way to have like decentralization but something that you know okay here are some rules <laughs> rules of engagement right. then that like, would don't be say fine. that that's not nice like I, but the <laughs> thing know? is is like
1: like the human decency thing like yeah, that's that like my basic, big thing basic
0: is- human decency should apply and um, like, you're not going to say, oh, because this, uh, you know, I'm living in a decentralized world and I can just go do whatever I want and murder people or whatever. Right. We know it's right. wrong. Okay. So if you're doing things that don't negatively affect, so the general rule should be don't do something that negatively affects somebody else, do whatever you want. But as long as it does not negatively affect somebody else, then it's cool. So I still think because of humans and um how we are, Human, we come in a variety of madness, right? And mm-hmm. the way humans are, the way we're set up, um, I feel like there has to be some sort of ground rule, even for decentralization. I know it goes against the those like, oh, well, then that's not really decentralization. Well, humans just have proven over time that they need rules. And it might not, not be, To an extent. Yeah, to an extent, exactly. So that's why I'm gonna, like, it might not be like super strict. Um, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. Rules like you know, California. <laughs> it might no, just be, It might just be like general rules, like don't harm people, don't do this, like simple, basic stuff. But I get it. Some people will argue, well, what's wrong with harming people? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, it's like what's wrong with consent? It's like how, are you yeah. So serious? yeah, there's like. You're gonna, You're going to have those type of situations, but um, there still should be some general, like, come on. Like, even a a bad guy knows they're bad, right? Yeah. They know when they're doing something wrong. Most people, when they do something wrong, they know it's wrong. But then you'll see people argue, how do you, who says this is wrong? Is it because somebody made the rules? Um, But if it does not feel decent, then you should know in your heart it's wrong.
1: You know, and that's why, and that's why parents are so important,
0: (laughs) right? Right, exactly. So, in terms of like finance, um, I am. I'll say, I agree. Ah, it's such a, it's again, it's a double edged sword because I've seen so much scams that I'm like, maybe we're not ready for full decentralization because what ends up happening is, yeah, it's great for the good. You know, players, but then you have bad actors. They're gonna take advantage of it too, right? But it's unfortunately, like saying, the only,
1: go ahead. Like my only rebuttal about that is, is there's bad actors in every single industry. Like it's yeah, not just exactly. Crypto. It's like if you look at healthcare. Like, yeah. I worked in healthcare seven years and holy cow, the stuff that happened there. If you look like in the prison industry, in the banking industry in the food, industry. like yes. there's bad people everywhere. So it's, I think it's more about education and that's why I take my job so seriously is like, and like, I don't even want to call myself an educator cause I'm just a three, I'm a free thinker and I've kind of rebranded yeah. myself to a shock jock because people, a lot of people don't take me serious on the, on the internet and that's fine. Like I present myself not to be that intelligent because that's what people expect of me. Yeah. Um, so when I say something really intelligent, like, Oh, Oh my god she's smart it's like no shit I'm why did they smart. expect am, that
0: though is it because you're a woman
1: i don't know because i'm not i'm not as articulate as other people in finance or i don't want i don't also don't want to be because to me i feel like people that are suit that i feel like there's a perfect there's a happy medium with being book smart and with having street smarts and life experience yes. and there's so many people yeah, and business and finance. There's so many people that went to college that got an MBA. And again, no shade to anybody who's got a degree. I've got a bachelor's in business and with marketing or something like that. But my <laughs> thing like is, is like, an, like if that. you, I'm like whatever. I because I didn't learn it really learn anything from college. But it's like if you don't have street smarts, if you don't know how to, if you don't know how to have social skills, you're gonna yeah. life is gonna be hard for you. Like I am a firm believer that every single public servant, the politicians, they should have to work at a customer service job for like three months and we're like a low-level customer service job. Maybe, like I'm maybe talking a year, year, actually.
0: Yeah. <laughs> three months is and not enough.
1: <laughs> and we can get into the problems about America, but I'm telling you, girl, part of the reason why we have so many issues in America is that our, our kids are no longer doing the high school jobs anymore. Like when I was in high school, I worked in a pet store picking up yeah. animal droppings. I worked in a drug store. I worked in a smoke shop. Like yeah. I had low level customer service jobs and it really taught me to be patient with people and to communicate. It taught me life skills. And I honestly feel like that part of our society is gone. And I just, it's it's sad because our I feel like our kids don't, they, I just feel like, not, and I'm just talking about mine. But I'm going to make my daughter get a job. Like, she's going to have to get it no matter how much money I have. Oh, yeah, I definitely. Have, no matter. And, and learn,
0: like- you know, about money, like, at, yes. at the very basic minimum at something
1: like even you like know. and again there's no shade anybody that does like it's got a minimum wage customer service job like if anybody that's listening to this that is currently in that situation I'm so proud of you you are putting in the hard work and take and you you won't be stuck at that job forever whether you love it or not take the ethics and take the things the, the struggles from that job and apply that to whatever else you're trying to do in life and you will do well. And I feel like more people should have their kids work a nine to yeah. five, like, you know, a summer job or even if that makes, I know McDonald's is like the meme in our industry, but like they really should, because I feel like that gives you, it gives you grit. It gives you life experience. You learn how to handle difficult situations. Like, yep. have you ever dealt with the irate customer? That's like, where's my two cents back? And you're like, I don't know. go, <laughs> Manager, where's the pennies at? I don't know. You know, like, this thing's silly. <laughs>
0: Like I quit.
1: (laughs) Where's my, where's my salt on my French fries? But you know, and then you
0: get your paycheck from the week for, for all that harassment and you're like, oh, hell no.
1: (laughs) Exactly. But honestly, like it made me working, working customer service, minimum wage jobs for so long made me hate life so much that it forced me to do better.
0: Yeah. And, but now, you know, there's so much, um, tech and all sorts that, you know, most of the, most of the kids now, they could just start a, like a YouTube channel or a gaming channel or right. something like that and make, and make really good income. Um, I guess, and that's yeah, because times that's, have changed. That's hard you know, too, though. They could be a TikToker. Um, one of the but highest paid too, TikTokers is like super young, isn't she? Um, so i probably, but,
1: but Tony, the thing is with that is that you have to like, Okay. So we're in the crypto bear market right now. Some people oh, think yeah. it's the beginning of a bull run. Whatever. That's their business. I'm not here to talk about bull or bear, but when, we're, <laughs> when we get like when price is going down, a lot of content creators stop creating. And True. I've been making, con- I've been making content daily on YouTube and on TikTok because I know the market's going to turn around and of most course. of the creators fall off. And part of where I get that work ethic is from having to show up to a cost- low level customer service job, dealing with irate patients, with irate people, with people that are mad and yelling. Like my job when I worked over for an infectious disease, HIV, AIDS and healthcare, my yeah. customers, my clients, people do not go to the doctor, to the pharmacy, to the clinic, because they feel good. They go there because they're having some sort of issues. So I would have to, I would have to figure, I would have to show up every day and I would have to figure out how to work with them and how to communicate with them. And part of the reason why I would show up every day is because they didn't have anybody else that was kind to them. And I wanted to be there to, you know, to show them that somebody cared about them and it helped me heal as a person and it helped them too. So
0: Exactly. Every day and you're right. Um, the, the bear market has exposed a lot of things. I think the bear market, um, I, you know, I've seen even with podcasts, like I've seen a lot of, um, NFT podcasts as tempting as it is to rap. And no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I quit. No, I'm kidding. Um, I've seen a lot of NFT podcasts kind of just stop. Right. Oh, yeah. And I, and I get it. It's like, okay, what, you know, it's a bear market. There's nothing exciting. There are no sponsors. Like I self-fund this podcast. Um, and you know, I get a lot of like, um, companies or, um, people that go, oh, they'll send their publicist. And I'm like, you can pay for a publicist, but. Like no,
1: oh, that's <laughs> or, you an know? ugly part of PR. That's ugly, and I hate PR in our industry too because PR charges—they charge anywhere between ten and twenty thousand dollars a month. And, right? you're paying a PR, and if you're, and you're, if I tell them ugh. we'll
0: get a twenty dollar token to support the show, it's cricket. So I'm like, what? yeah, that mentality is kind of um, you know messed up to me. So I'm just kind of like, you know what the bear market does expose a lot of that. It does expose a lot of that. And a lot of people have left. So I don't blame them because again, if you're, um, so, you know how it is to, you know, you're, you're self-funding your business, right? I am. Um, I have, a, I've got
1: payroll and I've got p- like people that count on me. Yeah. You know, we like, you know, it's so like I'm not getting a whole lot of like, like sponsors and I'm not getting a lot of consulting work right now because there's, there, you know, there's not a whole lot of money and that's okay. I plan for it. Like I, you know, yeah. I worked really hard and I didn't, I sacrificed a lot of things during the bull run um, to, you know, to, to keep things going. Cause I knew okay. how it works, but at the same time, it's like, we're very, like if I, anytime I take a sponsor on or a client, like I'm very strict, what I take, like we do heavy, heavy vetting, like super yeah. heavy vetting. And like, I would have made so much more money if I just, you know, took every sponsor, but I'm not going to do that. And I get people that reach out all the time now. And I'm like, no, you know, this is what's, you know, these, this is the way that we do it. You, ha- where my team has to vet you. You're not going to get on a call with me. You're not going to tell me how great your project is. I appreciate your passion, but I yeah. need to, you know, we kind of got to look at the code. We got to look at your history. We have to make sure that you're not, you're not you know, a rugger. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, but again, too, like some of the ruggers, like it's literally a small group of people that are bad actors in the industry, and they just keep rebranding. But these the yep. PR people are so they're the biggest scammers ever because like you can go to Yahoo and take out a pre- pay money for a press release and have something written about yourself so a lot of these companies that's what they do is they go to yahoo they go to these whatever they pay all this money remember that nft guy i don't even know who he is um but he took an ad out
0: on the super bowl oh yeah 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 i remember and it linked to the twitter page (laughs) i was like what is this like what i heard he paid millions like dude like just give me like 0.01 percent of that
1: (laughs) yeah or like uh, oh
0: you can you can have the, you could be on the podcast for like a week. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even think it, I mean, I don't think it was beneficial. See, that's another problem. Um, I think within just again, web three is a lot of people are, they don't do their research in terms of which just throw things on the wall, see what sticks, right? Mm-hmm. They don't do their research because if they did, he would know that, the demographics for um the super bowl chances are probably just not even interested and that money probably would have been better spent um getting people that are already within web 3 to onboard more people that they might feel would be interested but again people i guess can spend the money however way my whole
1: thing was is like one of the reasons why I started the meetups and I've had some sponsors for those because I I would never make any, I should have made stuff money off of it, but I would never really make money off of it because I wanted to just create a really dope place in LA County for people to come hang out and, you know, have some drinks or have some pizza or whatever. Yeah. So I would get sponsors to pay for that stuff. But to me, that's a way better spent, like use case of money is like, Hey, pay a thousand dollars or $500 or something for a little, like for a little meetup so people can do self-education, send a team member out and have them educate or go to like one of the things that pisses me off the most in our industry is we have so many people with so much money and I love that for them. So happy that they were successful, but people are always sending money. Like, all like all of these other places Mm -hmm. and they're sending them to the universities, the private universities that cost money. I'm like, dude, what about like a small community college in LA County or a small community college in in the city somewhere in Chicago, like, you know, like an inner city that needs it or the high schools or the junior highs. I'm not talking about in the nice neighborhoods I'm talking about in the neighborhoods where the kids really need it. Like you could change the trajectory of a whole of a child's life by doing that. And it doesn't, it, it, it's not super crazy expensive to do either. So I try to pitch that to my clients when I get them, but a lot of people don't want to do it. And that's why I scream. That's why you guys see me screaming <laughs> on Twitter. It's like, what's wrong with you? I know. Like, that's you, where adoption-
0: but I, I like your takes though. You're very like, I trust your takes. You know why I trust your Aww, takes? Cause it, you. it comes from, it comes from the heart. And you could tell this person is like, this is, I'm passionate about this. And this is how I feel at this moment. And. Even if I'm wrong or right, this is how I feel now, and I feel like I'm the same way. You um, are definitely. Yeah, I'm very like you know. The, lately, I've been like you know what, Web three. I'm not your savior. You can do whatever you want.
1: <laughs> well, it's gotta, I again, think it's gotta. I think it's go gotta ahead. be super frustrating for you because you are a legit artist. You are a real it is, artist. It you it Oh
0: my you, gosh, it is. Uh, if I tell you, because you could of the,
1: you. I I don't even want to. Oh, actually, you could sit and tell me, but I believe it. It's like you (laughs) could have done like a generative piece of garbage and like done this three or four times over and over again. And it's just so frustrating because you're an actual real artist. Like It is crazy in Web3
0: right now. But, you know, because a lot of the stuff. um, And, okay, so for the art side of things. I'm (laughs) I'm like, say it. (laughs) For the art side of things, I think because we have a mixture of real collectors and we also have people that are just flippers and they really don't care about the art um, and they make up the majority. So now mm-hmm. that they're focusing on the art side of things, now we're seeing situations where the things that they are um, putting money into is just what is trending. It is not necessarily what will have value in a year or two years or three years because a true art collector knows that my art piece, um, might appreciate not immediately. It's not a quick flip. Um, right. so we have, you know, obviously people that, you know, not flippers, even flippers. Yeah, flippers. Um, it might not be, Oh, I want to flip right away. I, maybe I want to flip in a week, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And because well, they're I the think- majority. It makes the space the kind of stuff that ends up being elevated. It's just like I threatened to take my art out. I was like,' you know, I'm done with this. Like I'm not minting new work. We need to get it right. And it's so important that we get it right because people are watching, and we keep talking about we want to unboard. How do we unboard? Look, Instagram left, right? Instagram was like, peace. This is no we couldn't milk that. That was you guys. so crazy
1: too. Like like I cuz we covered that today. And yeah. to me it's insane that they literally just left. And why would you just leave because this is like just they, they didn't even they, they didn't don't even give value. access to everybody. They don't it was just see so value. stupid. So, Mark Zuckerberg's an idiot.
0: <laughs> so for me it's like they're a business, right? And if you don't as a business that well that kind of business, if you don't see value in something, you stop spending money and you leave, right? That kind of business. And everybody's like, I mean, in a way, I'm like, you know, I never really was interested in Instagram NFTs. But, and the reason I was not is because I thought they were not doing it right. They brought on a few influencers to Mint, and it did not have an impact, right? They didn't go, if you're going to be Instagram and you want to um reach out to the NFT world and have people, you got to go grassroots. You can't just do the same thing over right. and over. Instagram loves well, to Well, also, too, is like
1: well instagram so this is the thing i feel like facebook like meta and instagram yeah. from a content creator's perspective and from a businesswoman's perspective entrepreneurs perspective they just roll stuff out at the wrong time they literally are that rolling. Th- and i because i've i've consulted with some big companies like in the like the nft web3 crypto space whatever yeah like, br- trying to bring them on board but they just they have so much they have so much red tape that they have to bypass. And that's why things don't work out is because they're not fast. And they're not fast enough. And you're going to start to see a lot more failures with the traditional web three companies because they are not able to make a change. Like with and this is the thing. Elon Musk, I'm not a big fan of him
0: Yeah, for a lot of reasons. Lot of like, people I, think are he, not.
1: I think I think he's a top like I he's a businessman. I appreciate the free speech that he has on Twitter now, but at the same time, he's a grifter. Like he is a total grifter. He's a total businessman, but he, what I do appreciate about him, besides the whole free speech aspect, which people could fight with me all they want about. Um, but what I do appreciate with him is that he makes changes. Like he'll be yeah. like, Oh, well, we need to do this, this and this. And like Facebook will make a change in like three years when nobody even cares. Oh anymore, yeah. And that's he's pretty bit-
0: fast. Yeah. You're right. Cause they were rolling out like different, like, Oh, we're going to do check marks and next week it's done. I'm like, wait, did they already have these things in place? Like what kind of engineers do y'all it's- have? It's
1: weird because it's like it's not. It's like okay. So for example, my daughter participated in the talent show at school. She mm-hmm. self taught herself the the TikTok, the cramps, the Wednesday dance. She taught herself that. And that <laughs> that's what she performed. So she won second place out of her out of, out of um K through the K through five in her school. And oh the first God, place was cute. a professional dancer. And the third place was a professional dancer. Like they had the, these kids, you can tell their parents put them in professional dance class. Like yeah. absolutely outstanding. But the reason why my daughter did so well is because number one, she is talented. She's you know she's a talented musician, a talented artist, talented yeah. dancer. For, and guys, she's sick, so I'm gonna toot my own my daughter's horn because we hype our kids up. Um, we call them out <laughs> on our out BS. But but the reason why Mom she got some like places, yeah, right. No, but the reason why she why she won second place is because that dance was trending and I explained it to her. This is, you know, you did really good baby, but at the same time you picked it, like you picked the right song. And so she yeah. was very dramatic, like brought in all her artistic capability and stuff, but it's because it's trending and when you, you have to go with the trends and you have to do it fast and being like, my job is paying attention to the trends, to and, the like, trends. Fig- and figuring out algorithms. And the fact that like you two, or excuse me, the fact that like, That like Instagram and Facebook cannot compete with TikTok is embarrassing. Like, it's just. They
0: they dropped the ball. Do you know why they. So here's my theory um, on Instagram um, and Meta. I think my theory is that they got greedy. They were so hyper focused, not on just getting advertisers from companies, but also on making creators pay to be seen. That I yeah, think that's is the what, problem. That's what that's ruined so it weird. for them. Because again, if I am on Instagram as a creator, we're giving you the content. You're not, it's mm-hmm. like, you're not a Netflix producing content or sponsoring content. We're giving you content for free to keep your app going. And you still want us to pay you. I'm not sure who does that, but Instagram does that. Um, and the fact that I can just hop on TikTok right now, um, put a video up. And I have zero followers and I can get like 500 views. Heck yeah, I'm going to make content for TikTok. Well, but, but I also can have, too.
1: Go ahead. Also too, like YouTube, YouTube's, cause they're, YouTube is trying to do the short thing and they're failing miserably because their tech, like TikTok's editing sk- stuff. Yeah, superb. it's better. The filters, the, the green, just the, the, I remember when I got on there and I figured out how to use the green screen back in 2019, I was like, holy cow. Oh my God. This changes the game. And now they're using
0: that as well for like my food facts videos.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, but the point is, is like, it, like YouTube monet. YouTube actually pays creators. Like the monetization there is not the best, but like I still do, I still do okay. Like yeah, with that. like still do decent. But it's like, but the thing is, is like you can pay your creators by getting ad revenue from brands to come on and do stuff. But you shouldn't be charging creators. Like you need the creators. So right? eventually, Instagram, Instagram's right? gonna go away. Um, Facebook, I honestly think is going to go away. It's going to become a boomer platform. No hate to anybody who uses Facebook, but the, but, and they're talking about banning, they're talking about banning TikTok, but I think YouTube is going to end up picking up. If they ban TikTok, YouTube. oh yeah, everybody's moving to YouTube. Yeah. Or Clapper, I like, or, or Clapper. So I got a, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. You too, know why so. I, I say I agree. So, um, when I create, um, content, like non NFT related content as well, um, I will upload on three platforms, majorly three platforms, and that's YouTube, TikTok, and um Instagram. So what I do is I'll check my analytics and just try to monitor what's going on, where I'm getting um traction, where I'm not, how the platform is treating my content, and what kind of content is you know doing well on whatever platform. What I what I've found is um YouTube and um TikTok are consistent in it's either they show you or they, it's either they don't show you or they really show you, right? But yeah. they're consistent. TikTok is more consistent in the numbers, but YouTube, you can just have zero view on one video today and the next, like, that's I'm assuming if you're starting from scratch and you have zero subscribers, right? You can have zero views on one video today and then tomorrow, 3,000 views on another video, which will yeah, gain actually- you subscribers and- this is in reference to shorts, not like YouTube proper um, compared to TikTok. But Instagram, <laughs> after a while, do you know what I stopped? I stopped posting on Instagram. I would just post. I and I, it, not that I stopped intentionally. I would just forget to post on Instagram because I felt it was a waste of my time. Because again, I knew that if I posted on TikTok, there would be some traction. Even if it's not the high, super high numbers, but there's still some traction. And if I post on YouTube, the probability of getting a large amount of traction is high, but Instagram is consistently bad. So, um, I'm I'm like, like, yeah, I'm
1: actually looking at my views there and they've gone down so badly. Yeah. So, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, I'm just I'm just posting on every plat like, and that's the thing too, is like a content creator, you do have to be multi-platform. Like you yeah, have to definitely. be on different platforms. You do so, and I know that yeah, but it it helps. It really, really does help. But one of the things I am doing, I'm testing it out, is I created a brand new YouTube channel. It's called Crypto Windy Clips, and I pull all of my TikToks and I'm putting them on YouTube as shorts to see kind of what happens. And what some happens, of those videos yeah. I have 108 followers there, 109 oh, and I got uh, only 108 followers, and some of the videos got 1,600 views. Like that's exactly crazy. that's crazy yeah. exposure. Like, like imagine if I was just like I didn't have a brand, I didn't have a business, I was just like some random person. And exactly. Was like, I'm make crypto TikTok, and the fact that I got 1,600 views, that's like, oh wow, I'm doing something big over
0: here. Wow. Exactly. So that gives you more visibility, and from that, you're gonna get subscribers. So, um. I think the, for me personally, I think the best way, like if you're starting a whole new channel, I think the best way to do it is start with shorts for, on YouTube. Start with shorts and use shorts to build up your subscribers, right? And then um, start posting longer form videos because I found that, you know, with the NFT talk show, for instance, if I do um, long form videos on YouTube, maybe because we never really used to, it'll just be kind of like crickets, maybe a couple of views. Um, but if I take that same long form video and I slice it, let's say it's a 10 minute video and I slice it into 10 pieces of under a minute each, um, it'll get more views than that one video. So, Mm -hmm. um, I just decided, you know what shorts is the way until, you know, I hit a certain amount of subscribers, then you can now start um, sharing longer form videos, like. And when I say certain amount of subscribers, I'm thinking like a hundred thousand. <laughs> well,
1: know? but also too, like the algorithm YouTube's algorithm is very particular. And I'm still trying to figure it out. I've been at this almost five years. But it's like if you like that's why it's good to have like maybe you can what you can do is you could build the channel with the doing the shorts and then merge over to the longer form content, mm-hmm. but then create another channel for the shorts again so that you you know, because people are people have lost so much attention span because of TikTok, which that's fine, that's their business. Yeah, um, I know I get impatient too, but at the same time got to keep the algorithm happy.
0: Exactly. And you know what, you know, um, with the, you know, there are two YouTube, you know, YouTube studio, like you can put YouTube studio on your phone just to check your analytics. And I have found that, um, you know, how they'll say, oh, how did, where you, how did they find you? What keywords were being searched to find you? And I just look at the keywords and I'd be like, it has nothing to do. I know that's weird, right? That is the straight, that part I'm still studying. Um, because it has nothing to do with what I put on here. And then I'll check my description. Okay. Did I put something? Nothing. Absolutely nothing to indicate that, you know, that search word. So I think in, in that aspect, I think YouTube is a little flawed in their analytics. Um, they're mm-hmm. good with the numbers, but in terms of like the search, um, what's being searched to find you and things like that, I think they're still, I think they're still learning <laughs> or they're still figuring out yeah. how to, you know, make it more, um, I guess, efficient, um, you know, for whoever's trying to use the data. But right. if I were to like if I say if I were to advise anybody like, you know, I tell people, look, um, I was advising my sister the other day. She wanted to start, um, you know, she has a foundation um, and she wanted to start doing content um, to promote her foundation. I was like, OK, well, this is what I would do. I wouldn't even bother with Instagram, but I would do Instagram. But this is what I would—I wouldn't create content for Instagram. I would just take my little TikTok download, (laughs) yeah, upload into Reels, because
1: well, I actually do CapCut. CapCut is awesome, but it just doesn't have as many filters as um as TikTok. But I like CapCut. I like. Yeah, I, the TikTok and the reason why I say filters, guys, is because I will literally wake up sometimes at four in the morning and like have to do a breaking news story and I look a mess. I'm like, ah!
0: <laughs> oh my God, tell me about it. Yeah, I've had that save me a couple of times.
1: You're like, I've can I that... put some eyelashes on right now or some yep. lip something or some, li- let's deal with these black circles under the eyes, please, yep. or the
0: blemish. <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> I felt that hundred 110%, but yeah, um, CapCut, so with CapCut, I know CapCut is integrated into TikTok. It, does it have its own app? Yeah, it has its own app, and
1: it actually was super cool because I do lots of new breaking news stories on TikTok. Yeah. It actually has a tele, little
0: teleprompter built in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'll go download that Um, because, it's you know, free too. I'll go download that. I never knew that. So that would be really I, helpful because when I do my food facts, sometimes I'm like, "Oh shoot, I forgot." <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, that? it's good. Yeah, it's
1: really good. Like I just started using it the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is fantastic!" Like you could do all kinds of stuff. And like it removes backgrounds. It just does amazing things. So that's a oh, it's a free little
0: tip and trick that I found that's fantastic. I'm gonna try it out today because I still I have some other content that I'm working on um, for the photography. Um, stuff that I'm doing. Um, you know how, how, well, this is a sidebar. Um, you know how I've like been on kind of Twitter, like, Oh my God. Oh, I just need my art to have purpose. I just don't want to make art. I, I need to serve a purpose in this life. <laughs> you are, you are. I, I know, I know. I'm just, but I, you know, and I've, so I was like, you know what? My, obviously, if you see my art, you know, it's about, it's very much about nature. Um, so I was like, yeah, that I want to actually now start making content to discuss like, you know, why it is important. Like, okay, why is it a picture of a flower? Why is it important? Because again, we need to appreciate these little things. Um, Mm -hmm. like we were discussing earlier, like the weather's changing, like literally, right. Um, you know, there's so many things going on that are, that are different, right. So I'm like, if I can use my art to create awareness, because when people see it, they're like, oh, this is nice. But then if there was a deeper story, like, oh, yeah, that's a picture of a rose. But did you know that roses, blah, 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 blah. So I wanted to start making, um I already do like the facts, like, you know, food facts, floral facts. And um, I'm starting to do the wildlife one as well. Um, But I was like, okay, if I started using it to do facts about our environment. Right. Right. That would actually make a lot of sense. Like, cause most people do not know. They just think, you know, um, a grape is a grape. They don't know what purpose it serves and how it actually serves an actual purpose in our ecosystem or, Oh, that shrub over there. What is, it's important. Why should we importance? Why should we have it? Um, and people don't know, like, you know, it's not it's basic information that's not basic because
1: no, I, I think it's important, though, because I mean, and that's the thing about art and about being like I'm not a real artist. I am a I just an entertainer. Like I'm an artist as far as an inter, being an entertainer. <laughs> well, so that's like, an artist. I guess I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I feel like when I hear people being creators, like I don't even like to refer, refer to myself as creator. Like I just get on the camera and talk. Like people like you, people like you know my ex, people like like my grandpa, my aunt. Um, yeah. You know, like I'm talking about people who've created like music or art or you create have content. Something. I get, but it's not. I don't know. I just feel like you guys are up on a pedestal. You guys are actually <laughs> we do like the actual, fancy stuff. <laughs> like it's emotions. It's emotions. It's it's your heart yeah, and soul I that feel you guys you. are putting. Like, like my my aunt. She was she was a guitar player. Um, her parents, they were, you know, she, my aunt was. She's Italian, born and raised Brooklyn, and then, mm-hmm. well, no, they moved around a lot. And she played guitar, and she was an outstanding artist. Like she drew these two pieces of these two angels. Um, they're kind of like Greek gods, almost looking like. And the detail on those was something you would see in a museum. They were hanging up in my grandma's house for the longest time. And I just remember her talking, like going to gigs at Greenwich Village and do, yeah. trying to do all that stuff in the seventies, like as a woman, female, um, like a real artist, and she just was like, yeah, well, you know, the the industry was just so terrible to her, and because she didn't fit the mold, like, you know, she was not, she was not the statuesque blonde girl, tall girl, she was, you know, a shorter Italian woman with kinky hair, and, you know, it just yeah she just wasn't treated really well so those are the Heard a like, lot of
0: things have not changed <laughs> I'll, I'll let her
1: she'll 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 come on here and she'll just be screaming and yelling like mad at stuff right because she's like it hurt her so bad so it's like and she just was you know I just feel so sad for her because she just is she never fit the mold and she was a very outspoken woman too and back in the 70s <laughs> yeah you could not do that like doesn't matter what type I mean some women got a little bit more leeway than others but you know, she was not given that leeway and I just felt bad, really bad for her. Like, um, so that's why I love, I love and respect you guys so much because you guys are the real, the real movers and shakers and the real creators. And I don't Thank think you. people understand that.
0: Yeah, especially in our, in our so called web three. Um, it's a, it's a struggle, especially for people that do my genre and, you know, people that look like me in web three. And I was oh, telling, yeah. I was telling the friend today, I was like, yeah. As much as I like to address these like certain topics, I was like, I think I'm exhausted, and I don't see it changing. Um, and I feel like I'm just, you know what? I'm just gonna do my best and leave the rest because i I can't literally just suck myself into this thing and just, you know, um well, it, I feel com- like like it's important for you to
1: sit like to be a voice and to speak out, but at the same time, sometimes silence is louder exactly just right know, just do the work and show that you know show up and um and address when you need to when it's time and you'll know when it's time when like, it's time there's yeah. i because i see i see all kinds of stuff and it's like i'm very careful what i say because i'm not trying to have people think that i'm like this crazy person that's inserting myself into other drama but i check in on yeah. people too i'm like are you okay i'm like are you okay like i love you i support you because it's like it's not my fight but at the same time it makes me mad because i don't like to see anybody getting taken advantage of or being yeah. treated wrongly because they're a little bit different here and there because i don't know and i know this is like very cliche but it's like i was brought up to if somebody's nice to you you're nice back to them and like exactly. if you get along As with somebody be, right or it's like, or if you like their work, it's okay if you like their work and you can appreciate it or you can support them just as long as you're being respectful. There's like certain boundaries that people don't fall. So sometimes I get mad and I keep stuff to myself. But it's like, I
0: just know when I see things, I'm like mad inside. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to oh go God, hands me. with somebody. That's That's me all day. Like the internet and just, I don't know, the internet can be a challenge (laughs) to navigate. And that is me all day. Like if you know how many times I bite my tongue or at least my finger is my Twitter and I just close the app, like, you know, just close the app, just close the app and go, go. I do, I don't know how many times a day I do that. Um, and now like, okay, so two, a couple of episodes ago I did, um, I did this thing about post photography so, you know AI is a thing in web3 right now, which is cool, you know, great. Um it's oh, I fun. don't like it. Tony, I don't like AI. I don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I well, don't I just feel like it's going to ruin the world, but I I I get it. I I get it. I support it to an extent, but it's like I don't like the AI generative pieces. I think that they're terrible. Like for thumbnail, yeah, for like certain things, yeah, but it's just, there's no emotion. There's, it's like, it's just, I don't know. I don't. I yeah. Don't that's care. what a
0: lot of, that's what a lot of people, have, I mean, I've heard that sentiment a lot. Personally, there are certain types of AI that I actually think are useful. Um, and again, like you said, decentralized, right? People do whatever they want. And I feel like, okay, you know, if you're an artist and this is how you are able to create art, I personally don't think, um, AI art which is an output, like raw without you fiddling with it or using it as, you know, maybe some sort of um, um, inspiration. I don't think it should be sold, but that's an opinion Um, Mm -hmm. because it's not my money. So people can buy whatever they want to buy. I think, you know, I don't think like me saying, oh, um, give me mid-journey, give me this, and then I sell it. I think it's weird. Unless you're selling it for a cause, right? Like maybe you're donating money somewhere. Um, But if it's just to make a profit. I don't know. So it's hard to say, but I, I actually agree with you. And the
1: reason why is this because it's not real work. Like it's not really real. Like, but it's you just, know, I, I know I'm, I'm not, I know I'm not explaining it the right way, but it's just not real life.
0: <laughs> yes. But web three, you know how web three is when something's trending, everybody kind of just runs after it. But where my issue now came in um, was, and I'm so adamant about this issue was um, a so, some people were trying to rebrand ai as post photography and i'm a photographer and no, <laughs> no. we already deal with enough problems as photographers like you know how photographers we've had that argument oh, photographer is not i mean photography is not real art blah 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 it's not one of the um oh my it's god not it classified is classified under s- fine art which it should be, right? Because there are people that do still life like I do that actually create. You have to have a strong understanding of lighting and um shadows and all that stuff to be able to create. You're not just pressing your camera and then it brings out this beautiful picture, right? No. You have to know your settings. You now have to know what feels right. Anyway, time so, of day
1: if you're somebody who's doing still life outside, because that matters too. Like, well, yeah, exact- like there's a lot of thank you, right?
0: exactly you have to know the weather you have to know okay if you go out in the sun it's going to be harsh um or take a um take a diffuser with you or something so they're technical things that go into photography and it's not just you know saying uh mid-journey a picture of a fox anyways um but there's some people that use ai and just use it to build another content i've seen that and it turns out well you know so they started rebranding it as post-photography. And the reason I feel they started doing that was because they were getting a lot of kickback from the art community, people that did not like the fact, did not like AI at all. So what is the next thing you do? You rebrand to make it look like, you know, it's, I mean, you say it's AI, but you just rebrand to another name that's not as, you know, offensive to the people judging you. Um, And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> like zero sense makes zero sense i i personally saw it as a grift um uh, yeah and
1: i i can yeah i'm like yeah. i didn't want to <laughs> be like too
0: judgy because again tony is too opinionated and she always has something to say blah 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 but i'm like anybody saying they're doing post photography ai or and calling their ai post photography i think it's a grift um you know, if you were doing AI, say you're doing AI. This is what I'm doing. Don't try to hide it behind another term, um, right. especially the ones that look like they have the look and feel of photography that can be confusing for some because not everybody is a, you know, like I said, in the space, some people might not have experience collecting art. They just want to start or they just love the fact that they can collect art uh, mm-hmm. and they're not like seasoned art collectors. So they don't have that eye to tell the difference um, even I have seen some things that almost had me fooled. Like I have to like literally look and be like, Oh, okay. This, the textures don't feel right. You know? So right. I can imagine somebody that does not have the, um, technical know-how getting confused. So if you're saying, Oh, this is post photography, somebody else might think, Oh, okay. It's photography. And then buy but it. And not- then they're, you know, then they'll realize it's not And then it makes photographers. Then it starts to spill into us. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? Like, well, that's just like the argument, like, okay, cause I'm a big thrifting, a uh, thrifting person. I've always, I always have been. And like when you go to a, like all the collectors, like when you go to the thrift store, like they know what to get. So they get the really, they get like the actual, like, um, I forget. Oh my God. There's a specific name. It starts with the L, like a lithograph. Some lithographs are worth a lot yeah. of money. Like they can, they can feel the texture, but you have all these other people, like these young kids, they go and they're like, Oh, I'm going to be a collector. Blah, blah, blah. And they go in and they buy things that are like, you know, worth absolutely nothing. But it is. Exactly. It's a skill. It's a difference. Like, it's an art form. It's actually a kind of an art form to be able to pick that stuff out. Exactly.
0: To have a good eye for stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so I started, you know, obviously, I wrote, I did a podcast episode where it was like, I recorded that podcast super early, like 6am. I was upset. I was like, set up! Set up! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I was like, we're going into this thing now. Like, this is you know <laughs> so I got on and you know like what is it and then I started noticing okay at first it was like I felt like it was just me talking and then I started noticing other people were also like no this is not photog- photography post photography is not you know a blah, blah, blah. <sighs> and I was like you know what let them at this point, let them deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll chime yeah, in, I mean, but I'm not gonna be—I'm not gonna be a Web three savior. Because 2021, I did that with um when they wanted to do the CC zero photography, which made zero sense to me. Um, of course it—I was right. Um, I was like, oh no, no, no! I became like you know super one of the vocal, well, the most vocal voice about kicking against it and made a couple good handful of enemies because of that you know so i'm like you know what i'm my name is tony i am i'm not ready to die on any cross for anybody right now I don't, and I don't i don't
1: blame you i don't blame you in any way shape or form because you have like people people get mad over the silliest things just because oh, you yeah. give your opinion it's just like it's just super silly
0: especially in the space where there's no like If you fight for someone in the Web3 space, there's no, like, loyalty. Like, you know, like, I can tell Wendy and I are friends or Wendy's done this. And I'll be loyal to that friendship, right? But Web3 is people are just loyal to their bags, you know, like.
1: (laughs) Not me. Like, I go after. The thing is, is, like, I'll go after anybody. Like, if somebody comes for somebody that I care about. Yeah. And it's, like, absolutely ridiculous. I will go ham. And I used to do that. I See, I used to do that a lot in the past. That's why I do have kind of some respect, but I don't do it as much. But like, there's some things that I'm like, I gotta say, I, oops, sorry, hold my beer. <laughs> <You> <laughs> hold know? my glass of
0: But after a while, yeah. it starts to get to a point where it's like, ugh, I don't have the energy. I don't, you know, I just. It takes like, from your creative process. The process it's not worth it. Exactly. And it sucks the energy out of you trying to just defend. But then again, it comes from a space, a place where I feel like, if you want a web3 that makes sense, that you will be proud of and that people won't be calling you all scammers and this and that, you have to kind of speak up, right? You have to challenge these things that make us look bad. But then when you don't have backing and you feel like you're just on your own, there's no motivation to like I'm like, you know what? People just want to ruin this place, let them.
1: Yeah, you know I that, that's that's where I'm at too. So I'm just. I'm like. I'm just here. I'm yeah, just here. Yeah, like we do my, thing, do my best content. and leave the
0: rest. <laughs> and that focus is that. on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, but yeah. Um. I, oh my God, we've just been like chit chatting. I. I. I wanted to talk about a little bit about charts, but I we're hitting almost the end of the show.
1: Darn I'll come it. on again <laughs> next month, maybe. I'll come on next month, maybe, or the month after. You should. I gotta <laughs>
0: bring you back. This is, this has been one of the most fun episodes I've had because it's just been like really freestyle, free flow. So I, I definitely gotta bring you back on, um, to And come I gotta stay. get
1: you on mine too. I'll send you, I'm actually gonna send you a link now while we're on the podcast.
0: Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come dolled up. Are you gonna, um, yes. okay. Well, yeah. So, um, I was gonna ask about like, um, we're not going to talk about the events coming up. Never mind. <laughs> Their names don't no. get mentioned on the show. Um, but no, yeah. we'll just
1: we'll chat. Te- we'll text each other because because I gotta go pick my kid up. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: <laughs> All right, cool. Um, one last one last question. One last question before you go. Um, it's such a simple, basic question. How? Oh, wait. Two last questions. Sorry. Okay. Um, if there's one thing that and everything that you do right now. In terms of like um, having your own company, in terms of like, you know, just being in the crypto scene, what is the most fulfilling for you?
1: Um, The most fulfilling thing for me is honestly having being independent and having a platform and getting to say whatever I want when I want and having a voice and nobody telling me what to do. Like, yeah, people say, oh, you're stupid or, oh, I don't like you or whatever. That's fine. That's their opinion. But nobody can bring me down and nobody can tell me. Nobody can censor me.
0: Awesome. And last question, how can they
1: find you? CryptoWindyO.com and it was not me that DM'd you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. All right, um, Wendy, thank you so much. I definitely am bringing you back. We need to make another, um, we need to make another day. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed our conversation. This is a lot of, a lot of fun and very, very, um, Enlightening, as well, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me and sending everybody love and light. I'm gonna go pick my daughter up Bye-bye. bye bye <laughs> bye.
0: And that is going to be it for this episode of the NFT Talk Show podcast. That was Crypto Wendy Oh, You can follow her on Twitter. She does have an amazing YouTube channel where she does read charts. And if you want to learn more about crypto and what's going on, um, I would suggest that you give her um, a follow Yes, I will put her information down in the show links. So that's it for this episode of the NFT Talk Show podcast. Do not forget the NFT Talk Show tokens are still available. Um, you can check it out on our website or on our Twitter page. It is our pinned tweet. If you wish to support the NFT Talk Show podcast to keep our lights on, um, you can go ahead and mint one. That is going to be it. Do not forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell everybody to listen to the NFT Talk Show podcast, where we used to put the T in NFTs, (laughs) but now we have honest conversations about NFT, crypto, and the blockchain. All right, it's me, Tony Payne, and I will catch you on the blockchain. Bye.